When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want your business to have the best opportunity for success? Take a tip from tech industry leader Intel when you move or expand in Ohio. The new Silicon Heartland is the place forward-thinking business leaders find ample talent, a highly ranked business climate, convenient central location, plus an especially low-risk environment for site selection. Where else can you have all the room you need to grow while rubbing elbows with the giants in your industry? Visit successinohio.com today. Want to look and feel better together? Team up and lose weight with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. Partners lose more weight doing it together, up to 20% more weight than doing it on their own. Get fully prepared breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks delivered right to your door. Delicious foods that are ready in minutes. Now featuring new meals for two. Double portion meals served up in one package and designed for weight loss. Quick to prepare and ready to share. Get Nutrisystem's Partner Plan and lose weight together. Now with hearty inspirations dinners that control hunger for up to five hours exactly what you both need to feel full satisfied and energized as the weight comes off stop wasting money on diets that don't work and lose weight with nutrisystem's partner plan get started for as low as ten dollars a day go to nutrisystem.com meals right now and get a deal for two just go to nutrisystem.com meals expect to lose an average one to two pounds a week offer restrictions apply see website for details Get on the floor! What's up, people? This is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. Hi, folks. Uh, this is Jim, dad uh, of Sean. Dad of Sean. Dad of Sean. I want to get you a name tag that says Dad of Sean. D-O-S. We're back. We're here with some new songs that you may or may not know, depending on what you listen to or how old you are or how much you love 80s music or hard rockabilly. We are doing <laughs> The Call. What's it What's it called? The Walls Came Down by The Call? The Walls Came Down. And I am doing Lola Montez by Volbeat. These are some pretty awesome songs that we just decided, or I decided last minute which one I was doing. But I'm pretty excited to talk about it. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody that we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's a network of music-related podcasts that are doing some really awesome things. If you like this show and you want to find some more music-related podcasts, please check out pantheonpodcast.com and listen to some of those shows and support them just as much as you support us. And we want to thank them for helping us out. Remember to find us on all of the stuffs. We are on, I don't know, where are we? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a... Stitch. Commu- What's that? Stitcher and... 
Stitcher? Are we on Stitcher? Oh, yeah. Well, we're on all of the... Yeah. Wherever you listen... Pandora. Make make sure that you're subscribed. If you listen to us on Pandora, that's cool. I don't know how you're doing it, but most of our listeners come from Pandora. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you can follow (laughs) us on all the social media. Check out all of the links in our show notes and buy some merch from our Teespring store and join the community on Facebook. Like I said, all the links are in the show notes, so go find it. I'm not going to give you instructions anymore <laughs> because I just, I'm just i here to talk about music. I don't want to talk about music, so I'm really excited. Yeah. So, But yeah, the important thing is Pantheon Podcast, pantheonpodcast.com. Make sure you check them out and support them on social media as well. All right. We're going to start with your song, Dad. I don't want to waste yep. any time. Nope. Well, I mean, we've had a, a nice run of guests and everything uh, in, in recent months and stuff, and we have one actually coming up very soon, too. I think we're approaching a landmark number of podcasts, so we might have Joy on for that one. Not sure, but we've got her coming up too. But but uh, if you didn't hear it, our last one, we had uh, Vinny Lopez, Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee uh, from the original Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Pretty cool that we got to connect with him. You know, yeah, talk cool. about a legend and stuff. He was he's very been like in guy. touch too. He like he like yeah. texted you on Easter, right, to say Happy Easter and stuff. Like yeah. he's like a yeah. buddy now. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, super nice guy. So it's cool how we make these connections. Like we had Alex from the Gaslight Anthem on too, and I just they just announced that they're getting back together and going on tour. So I was like beside myself, and I got tickets, and I sent him a message like, "Hey, I got tickets, and I'll bring some uh, YNL merch and stuff." And he was like, "Cool, can't wait to see you and everything." Like it's it's cool that we've created these connections. Yep, yeah, did that with uh, with the Rev Rev Payton. Mm-hmm. Went down the Cape and hung out with him for a little while and stuff. And it's nice that you have these kind of connections because if it makes you realize that people are real. And and the whole thing that uh, everybody has in common is they like to talk about music, mm-hmm. not just like the fandom stuff, but they like to talk about music. And I think we've kind of hit a nerve with that, which is yeah, nice. For sure, you know. So the reason I mentioned that is. Um, my connection with this song that I wanted to play, The Call, is a Springsteen connection, which I know sounds strange. So this is a song that, uh, and actually I have some, some copious notes here I want to make sure I can make reference to, but this is a song that um, back in the day in um, early parts of MTV when they played music videos, I think it was a couple of years old at this point, uh, this, wall came, this, uh, this song came out when the walls came down and um, it was 83. And 83 was, and, and, and historians will tell you and all this kind of stuff, like it was one of the, the most epic years for music videos. It was when music videos kind of went mainstream, hit hard, and people's careers were driven by and created by, by videos. And Was that we the were same all, year that Money for Nothing came out? I might have been. Because I know yeah. that was like a super... Like game changing music video because it yep. was like all CG animation and stuff. And it, it was the same year that um, MTV and um, started hitting in New York and LA. So all of a sudden, like people were paying attention differently. It wasn't like this cute little thing where there was some music videos that you could watch every so often and like the Buggles went for a start and all this stuff. It was like legitimate. So the this radio song, star was actually dead at that point. Yes, yes. So <laughs> this song was heavy in rotation on it uh, around eighty three. Now eighty three. What am I doing then? I don't know. I'm a couple, three years out of college, just finished up grad school, starting up, you know, hanging out with the Stompers, mm. you know, got I, to know I'm, them. And I'm going to be born in five years. Right, right. Springsteen-ish. I think I got engaged and married in 83. I mean, all, so like life is going on and, and our music source at that point was MTV. And it was like, you'd spend hours like watching these videos and these videos, the video component to hearing music all of a sudden became a huge part of the way that you hear music and kind of drove it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, again, tremendous video, black and white, um, real edgy and stuff. A song I loved, loved, loved back in the day. And it's, you know, one of the things actually, I have the reference to it here. So 
came out in '83. It was, it was the Call second album, and it it didn't it didn't hit hard. I mean, it's top 100. It came up, it peaked at 74, but it was the video that kind of brought it into into people's homes a little more mainstream. You know, it's a it's an angry song. It's a political album. It's um it's it's very kind of edgy for the time, with Grenada and Lebanon and a lot of stuff that was going on around the world with with war and and all that stuff. But it's it's just as it's one of those songs is is just as contemporary today especially with what's going on in ukraine and all mm -hmm. and they were in there with rotation with some of these songs okay so so think of 1983 and i have the, the quote uh, please remember 1983 uh, is thought of as the single greatest year for music videos at mt uh after mtv got started a couple years prior videos changed the music little red corvette thriller girls just want to have fun billy jean man eater flash dance Total wow. Eclipse of the Heart, Love is a Battlefield, Rock the Casbah, Sweet Dreams Made of This, Come on Eileen, Africa, Culture Club, Phil Collins, The Police uh, thing, Bowie, Brian Adams, Stray Cats, Lionel Richie from the Commodores, like this was 83. All this was 83. Wow. So, you know, and it's a lot of like mainstream, you know, kind of poppy stuff, but this comes on, it's a little more edgy, you know, it's a little harder. Um, and it had such a... Um, a real raw feel. It's very kind of chaotic, especially near the end of it. Yeah. Is this, um, is this pre talking heads? Well, it, they, they because have a connection. Very, that, very reminiscent of talking heads. Yeah. I think it's pre similar, but Nerd Rock. talking heads were, were shortly after this, but it is, is that, you know, that kind of new age, new wave, yeah. pre punk kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you look at the video, it's like, this could be a talking heads video and stuff, but it's, you right. know, it's not. But, it's not um, weird enough to be a Talking Heads video, no, no, but the no. song sounds very, very similar well, to Talking I, Heads. I think, I think um, the the um, the vocal, the main guy uh, singing, Michael, he sounds Bean, like Bean, has a has a similar sound, you mm -hmm. know, as uh, as Talking Heads stuff. And so, a lot of the uh, like less uh, less singing and more speaking types yeah, of melodies yeah, that yeah. go along with the talking, yeah. you know, same as it ever was. And you may yeah, find yourself, it, it blah, 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 you know, it's yeah, the same. It's the, yeah, it the does similar, feel similar to that. And but I think I think he's also got a you know incredible range, kind of like David Byrne did, does yeah. or did, you know, at the same time too. So it's just there such a unique, yeah. uniquely eighties vocal style that is in this such a niche little kind of genre yeah. within itself. Like you could replace same as it ever was with and the walls came down. And yeah. it's like the yeah. you know it's the same kind yeah. of thing. But before, like I don't want to get to it. I, I want to have people listen to it and then then get into it. Okay. So why don't we have everyone go listen to it and then I want to have you and then we I want to share what made you think of it. Right. So go into the show notes, click the link uh, for the. I we're, we always put the YouTube links in there, and that's kind of how we recommend people listen to it now because you don't need to if you're listening on Spotify, you don't need to start listening to something else and then go back. Like pause it, go into YouTube and watch it, listen to it, and then come back and we'll talk about it. All right. So cool, huh? See what I mean yeah. about talking heads, people? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And and the whole thing is, is that, um, you know, with some of the other stuff that we made references to in the past for 80s, it doesn't have it as, as poppy an 80s feel, you know, right. with the fake drums and all that kind it of stuff. It doesn't so feel we, like it's in like a Karate Kid movie. No, no. Although, you know, it was. They, they, one of their songs years later was one of the main songs performed by someone else, but uh, it was um, in The Lost Boys. So, oh, which one? Uh, the ones with the, with the epic, the uh, one with sexy sax, sax solo. man. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's yeah. an that's an amazing scene. That's a that's <laughs> a call that's a call song that he's performing. Oh really? You know, oh. but but it's not the call band stuff. But the I call is a version of that that's really movie. good. Too. Yeah, yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> I just throw so that out there. there there is a not a Karate Kid 
per se, but you know, similar type of, of Lost Boys is definitely edgier than some of the karate kid yeah. stuff. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a, you, and you know, it's one of those scenes that everybody knows from from that movie as well. You know, when he stole oh, yeah. the show with that with that shirtless, you know, sax solo and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. So the guy who did it, it he, was doing, he was doing a call song. Oh, and cool. The call is sometimes thought of, you know, and, and everybody's got opinions and there's a million different ways you can kind of find this stuff. But they looked at as one of the bands that were kind of more underrated in the 80s, you know, kind of got lost in the sauce. A little I would with think some so. I mean, if a lot of their songs sound like this, then yeah, it kind of sucks that they were overshadowed. Because yeah. really, when you think of, I, I mean, when I listen to this, I just, I hear Talking Heads so closely and I feel like they're uh, heavier really though, heavier than talking heads right it seems I, like it's kind of think, more of a driving baseline than, than the talking heads but I yeah. think the talking heads really are the only ones that came out as the remembered group for this right. type of sound right. right you don't really hear of many other people having sounds like this so it's almost like right like they were the ones that have this you know it's like the Ramones like when we talked about right. um what song did we talk about with the Ramones was it the Christmas one yes was it father yeah the kinks we talked about the kinks and like but the Ramones were the ones that are remembered for that sound. Right. But there were a lot of bands that had that similar sound. So I feel like right. it's a similar uh, situation where like Talking Heads were the ones that that are remembered the, more in history as as the being, remembered ones. Right. Yeah, they're, they're being as being the group with that sound. Yeah. Yeah, and yet um, that list that I just read for you feels very poppy yeah. when you think about yeah. it. But that's what was dominating the airways along with because the, the videos spawned sales, top one hundred Billboard spawned yeah. videos spawned what everyone was listening to at the time so then what you've got is you know i was into the live music at that point you know so we're going to see the stompers do their live stuff that is unique it's not covers it's not all that stuff so it's like okay so it's different so we we, we you kind of end up um and i know i was also working at a record store at that point too so you kind of end up looking for something that's going to be a little more authentic and a little more real and this is what's this is what came out it's like oh this is good this is different and everything and i i remember being a dj playing this a few times and people went off on it. it's like this is a great song i love this and stuff i saw it on mtv but i never thought i would hear it at a wedding or right, right right so it was one of those songs that was just unique enough and talking heads yeah but with the, almost like a heavier feel great bass line well you talk about um Going to see the Stompers, they also played with the Fools all the time, which is also kind of in this vein a little bit as well. More, more, more so, yeah. yeah, yeah, without question. You know, so so here, you know, that's eighty three. You know, life goes on, right? And all of a sudden, you know, and this is where the the connection came with uh, with with the Vinny Lopez podcast that we did last month. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still a Bruce fan. You know, was lucky enough to go to Broadway and, and see him down there, and also so like you know, it's still kind of a huge part of my life. Well, he comes out with a new album called uh, Letter to You. And on this letter, uh, on this album, and it might even be the opening cut. I don't have this album, so I'm, I'm not sure. Hold on, let me get it it's right here. Letter to you. Oh, it's not. Let's see. No, it's not. It's in the middle of the, like would be considered like the second side. Um, is a song called Ghosts. Oh, is it? Would it be uh, headlining the B side? No, it's still kind of in the middle. It's almost like the it's a second to thir third last song from the uh, from the end. So. Hmm. You know, and, and Springsteen is kind of going through this cathartic, you know, um, my, my life's work. And um, this is almost like him being reminiscent of the old, hey, we all die and we all move on and stuff like this. And I'm remembering my friends stuff. So, you know, it's a little it's a little dark and all that stuff. But it's it's it, it, a lot of people saying critically that Let It To You is as good as like the Born to Run stuff, you know. So it's like, oh, it's good. Well, I hear this song called Ghosts. And and he does a black and white. I think it's black and white. Um, how, how, you know, making 
the 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 Lyrics uh, video, the video right? making the song you know recording the song video you know with, with snippets of them in it's the a song about you know through the years uh being in bands and playing in all different venues with all different people and stuff and there's a riff in this that just m- makes my head explode and gets m- the entire room messy because i'm bleeding everywhere because my head just completely exploded <laughs> and it made me remember this song from the from 1983 of the call because now you know disclaimer no one especially us is saying like oh well springsteen stole it from you know from mm-hmm. the like like he has to right you know he mm-hmm. wouldn't but but if you listen to the the um the cut which i know Sean you have queued up in a second yep. and if you just heard what the call did and now you listen to it um it's slower but it is so close and and if you read if you go on youtube and you read the comments more on the calls end of it rather than the Springsteen end of it. It's it's say it's saying that like isn't this isn't this the same and everything. So it's really kind of cool. So that's so close. But it's like if it was reversed, where Springsteen put it out and now the call is releasing it several years later, there'd be lawsuits like crazy because it's that close. So, yeah. So here's the this so is so yeah play that the the recording from Ghosts by Springsteen. This is not the call. And then later on, they even do the same thing that the call does with everyone singing along to that. Yeah. So just for reference. Yeah. <laughs> and then here's the end. So, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right. 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 But but made me really happy because, you know, in, in a 40 plus years, uh, now I'm 60, almost 65, 60, uh, 60 maybe 55 years of, of loving and, and appreciating and, and analyzing music, you forget a lot of it, mm-hmm. you know? So all of a sudden now I'm, I'm remembering, oh, this song, what was that? And so, you know, of course- you you run to you know your, your record collection and you and you run to YouTube and Spotify, and I I remember the the, the riff and I I thought I remembered it was the call so like you know immediately type in it like that stuff drives me crazy sometimes. There's one song by the band Fun that I still they they have a um like a breakdown not a breakdown like a bridge I guess it's kind of a breakdown near the end of the song and the melody that he does is so reminiscent of something that is locked somewhere in the back of my memory you can't find and it and i can't i haven't been able to find it i've literally been searching for it for like like probably 8 years 9 years since i was wow. cuz i first heard that song when i was at working at um the hospital and i mean i've been at my new company for 7 years now so it's like wow. i've never found it there's it's it's something that it sounds exactly like and i oh, can't we'll have to, put my finger we we'll have to on listen it. to that together and see if a we can figure it out a lot of people have suggested i've asked a lot of people and a lot of people have suggested that it's um everlasting love but it's not it's not i know it's not there's something else yeah. and i haven't okay. found it that stuff drives me oh. nuts so you got to wonder if like bruce was just kind of like trying to like write songs and come up with riffs and melodies and he like kind of played that and it like sparked something but he couldn't pinpoint it and so he just like you know Could if he be. like accidentally wrote the same thing <laughs> and remember this is around the time when he's getting ready to do um or maybe a year before um because it's 85 i believe uh born in the usa so he's in the in the peak he's of in his the career scene, yeah. you know and and you know he he's on mtv mm-hmm. as well yeah so this is like when the videos in earnest were like 
the hot thing. Yeah. Where it, two years before it was like, you know, sporadic, but it wasn't a channel for that. Right. You well, didn't, it's you an integral go, part like, of now, the branding of the song. And it, and it became, um, 83, it seemed like it was the thing where it be, became the thing. And then it, no, no one's looked back since then, but you know, 81, 82 was the, the beginning of the, of the revolution with MTV, but 83 is like where it kind of kicked off with, with, you know, bands like, you know, the police and sting who were, you know, always looked at as pretty elite bands. Like they're doing videos, like, Oh my God, elite bands are doing videos. You know, the clash is, is, has a video out. Oh my God. Like who would have thought that, you know? And then, you know, people's careers were, you know, were, were established because Made, of that, yeah. you know, you know? So it was kind of cool to, to, to find this song, to, to re, refined um this song and rediscover it uh, and and like it again and and i've you know since then that's been on my list of you know when we were going to get together i know we've done a um a few guests and stuff but you know i was hoping that we were going to get together it was like this is a song i think i want to do because i i went into this idea of which song to choose for today sean because the original plan of this podcast was we're driving in a car or we're going somewhere hey hey dad have you ever heard of this band hey mm-hmm. sean have you ever heard of this song and sharing it and this, and, and you know, with the idea is probably not, or maybe cursory or something like that, but not really knowing it, but like, this is why I think that's so cool. I, I want you to listen to it. And I went into my decision of which song to choose based on that thought of what you said, you know, when we just started doing this mm-hmm. podcast. So I like, did the same thing. I, I wonder if, um, I wonder if the call might be a kind of a good one. Cause I had some other ones that were pretty cool and stuff, but you know, you get kind of caught up in like, Oh, I want to do that song. Cause it's cool versus. I want to do this song because this is one I wanted to sh- I would have wanted to share with Sean or it might have I, I mean right. this might have been on one of my I, stupid I didn't know my this stupid song. you hadn't okay this didn't I was wondering if it was on one of my my stupid um list on, when we were on a vacation or something it, like that It does like the guitar music, tone so. and the type of riff and stuff is it sounds like a lot of 80s kind yeah. of the, the post punk yep. stuff in the 80s yep. right but Yep so it, it's it's like familiar in that way, but the song itself, I don't think I know. No, okay, yeah, new, good. Well, that's the that's the intent. And watching the video, talking about the stomp is my buddy Sal. It feels like a young version, younger version of Sal. He kind of like, looks like know. it. He does. He does. <laughs> you know. So that kind of reminded me of it too. Like, wow, this is weird. And it all became kind of um, rediscovered and clear again because of Ghosts by Springsteen on on his new mm-hmm. um, album Let cool. It To You, which I thought again is such a full circle moment for that so a couple highlights because I, I don't want to kind of go on forever and stuff but so obviously driving baseline which we all know you know that is something that's important well, it's we, cool we how much of a stuff. focus they put on that in the video too they they zoom right in on what he's playing it's like you will notice this <laughs> yeah and did you also notice that, that right his, in the his, beginning uh, i mean that his guitar yeah yeah and it just continues the entire song yeah um, and did you notice one of the guitar players, by the way, is um, playing right-handed? So, you know, I'll, I'll, you mean? left-handed or the wrong wrong way, right? Left-handed? Well, it's not the wrong way. It's left-handed. It's, it's, it's for people who pl- who are left-handed. <laughs> it's <right>. not wrong. <laughs> so it's just the way I play air guitar, non-traditional, basically. I guess. Right, the way that I play Non-com. air guitar stuff. So, uh, and then in subsequent videos, years later and stuff, when they have some live shows and all. Um, there's a huge emphasis on because I think think um, the lead singer Michael Bean uh, or I don't know how to say his last it's B E E N so I don't know if it's Ben or Bean um, plays seems to play rhythm but the the main guitarist and everything else but with this guy playing left handed guitar so I was like oh <laughs> see it can be done it can be done of course so, it can be done wasn't so, it, again, the, it um, oh no he Hendrix. Hendrix but he played did he play left handed guitar right handed or the other way around yeah I think he had it tuned differently yeah yeah yeah. 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 So obviously a protest song, you know, anti-capitalism and all that kind of stuff. But I think his voice 
is is kind of is almost haunting. You know, like you said, a little similar to the Talking Heads stuff. But I think his voice, he has that range. You know, with, without question that that David Byrne would have and stuff. But especially the beginning, it seems like it's kind of like deeper. And I don't know if it's just produced that way or not. But um, it's kind of a, a haunting vocal that he does too. Mm-hmm. Um, at one fifty three, if you can cue that up. Now this is the uh, the uh, touring organist slash uh, piano player that that was with the band at the time, okay. Garth Hudson. And all of a sudden, there's this random out of nowhere like organ riff that like what what is so random? Like where did that come from? One forty. Yeah, here it is. It sounds like an 80s right. arcade game. <laughs> Does, it doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere, you know. That's, so. Actually, that's right around one of the notes that I had for this. Okay. What, what, where is that so I can make sure I can have my reference numbers be correct for you? Two, oh, my, oh, that one is at one... That was at like one thirty-five-ish. Oh, really? So 20 seconds really? Okay. Yeah, because this uh. starts out... This version that I have starts out like this. It doesn't have that like intro with the palm muting. Oh, okay. Oh, I got you. Okay. All right. So, so the next one, uh, the, the, I wanted to kind of um, highlight the lyrics, which I had 229. So, t- so try like 209. Talk about the Russians. There were, there were no Russians. And... So I have to just stop. Yeah. Keep it going. Just corporate criminals. Playing with tanks. Yeah. So, you know, here we are in Ukraine, mm-hmm. you know, with Russia and criminals else. playing with tanks. Yeah. You know, so 1983 versus 2022, just, it's so, it, it almost is, is one of those irony moments and, you know, kind of gives you goosebumps. Mm. And then the Yaya's, you know, which obviously is the Springsteen uh, reference as well. Um, feels feels like it's building getting like intentionally kind of chaotic mm-hmm. you know kind of people jumping in and all that and then oh, i had 312 um this is my favorite part of the song where uh, there's a long note uh michael the uh, the uh, lead singer hits this long note that leads into um the the classic part of the song which seeing him play it live in videos in subsequent years stuff it's still a part of the song, so it wasn't just a random thing. Like he adds this this stuff in, and the crowd goes crazy over it. So like three, maybe two fifty three or so. Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's great whoop, whoop. it sounds like it's like in the moment like caught up in yeah, the moment yeah but then that's he's probably like that's too. awesome I'm just gonna do it every time and and if you see the if you look at the black and white video you know again driving and kind of chaotic everybody's singing and stuff and then him at the end I think I don't even know if he's looking directly into the camera or whatever, but like whoop whoop it's like that's so, so <laughs> awesome <clears throat> and the, the funny thing is when I started to think about remembering the song I remembered that part it's like oh there's also that funny part at the end where he goes whoop whoop and then I had to find it you know and stuff so yeah. And then, like I said, in, if you look at live versions of it, 
um, years down the road. I mean, in whatever 1988, 89's version of playing the, the festival circuits was, you know, mm-hmm. he, he would always do that too at the end in, in various, you know, forms of enthusiasm. But Yeah. I just, I had a couple things that stood out to me that yep. I... So you like it? You think yeah, it's cool? I do. Uh, I do. I'm going to have to add this to my Spotify list. I do like it. Yep. I like, especially like the second half of it is really, yep. really cool. Because they never, the drum beat, like it, everything else gets kind of chaotic and a little bit screamy and, and messy, but the drums and the bass never stop yep. the kind of the path that they're on, which is cool. Keep it moving forward. Yep. So uh, I have at 130, so I'm going to back it up to like 110-ish. The Just the little guitar fill that kind of like jumped out at me. Let's see if I can find it. Right there. Yeah. When he says that, that it's just like yeah. subtle, but it's just a little fill that kind of like, it just adds a little bit of flavor to it. And I like that. Now it's funny because I, I have always been so intent in hearing the lyrics because it's pretty poignant words mm-hmm. that he's singing at that point um, with, with his really strong voice. I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that guitar riff. Yeah. No. That, that, I heard that the first time I listened. It was cool. Wow. I was like, wow. Of course you did. But I didn't did. really, you know, pick up on the lyrics. That's I, I had to listen to it three or four times before I started picking yeah. up on that. Yeah. And the only other thing I had was that around two minutes when the synthesizer kicks in. <laughs> it's kind of similar to the organ, like you were saying. It's probably, it's the same guy playing it, because actually if you see the yeah. video, he's got like four keyboards around him. But right, um, right. it's the same thing. It's just like, what else can we Kinda add in random. here? Put a synthesizer, put an organ, you know, just play the riff, whatever. Find you know, go find a kazoo and, and sing the riff into it. Like, And, and that feels very 80s to me versus oh, the rest 80s. of it. It Synthes- doesn't feel as 80s as as much, you know, until all of a sudden it's like, well, what? that, that, that guitar like, tone. That kind of, you know, made a, a little, you know, a little cheesy. If you listen you know, to, this, to the that? guitar tone. Where it almost sounds like it's in like a hollow tube, right? Like it's like if you were to play a guitar in like a like an underpass with that echo where it okay. it sounds kind of hollow. That's a very eighties sound. Yeah. Okay. So there's a there's I a lot you. of there's a lot of eighties sounds in here, but it's like completely solidified when that <laughs> synthesizer comes in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and the random organ earlier. Yeah. Um. But but the the chaos near the end, um, and when it feels like it gets heavier, that to me is not. Talking heads. No, ish. no, 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 definitely not. It seemed like it kind of got away from it. Okay. Kind of got it's a little a more little, along little the lines of like the Clash or some of the the more. Yeah. No, just a, a little bit of the more alternative stuff. No. Less electronic no. and more kind of. Which again was it was a nice break from some of the the you know the cookie cutter videos that you would see from 1983 that you know it was all mm-hmm. around a theme. You know they were very rarely that do, they would do, have a band. Do, do, you know, do, do. Uh, girls just want to have fun. But, <laughs> yeah, and and you know they they would have scenarios in the background, and you know it would kind of capture you obviously that way. Um, and then once in a while you see you know a live performance or, or lip syncing of a live performance, whatever. But this that's why this one always seemed like it was a little more authentic, a little more, a little mm-hmm. different. You know? Yeah, so, it's cool. And and again, long forgotten. I, I hadn't even thought about this song in a long, long, long time. Yeah. You know, and I you know I remembered liking them and having some you know some lists with them and the jam and a few other bands that you know were on time like oh this is kind of cool and it made me kind of go back and find those songs again all, all thanks to that one song from springsteen which when I, I think the way that i first saw 
led it to you is I think he did a, like a video, a, a, an all album video of it somewhere. And I remember seeing the video and hearing the song and immediately it was the old light bulb moment, the old, what, what, what's that? Oh, what's yeah. that song? And, and then, then you I can't do anything and, else until you figure it out, right? <clears throat> right. And I, yeah. and I did, you know. Um, <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> and then I've been hearing it ever since and wanted to share it with you because it's one of those songs that I, I think would hold up even today. I think it's such a good song, such a good tune. Mm. I mean, he's, his, I, he died, you know, unexpectedly. I think he was on the road at a festival and someone died, like not on stage, but, you know, while, while wow. performing somewhere or, or, you know, while getting ready to perform. Um, so kind of a tragic end to the, to his life, but is known as like somebody that could have really made a huge difference in, in, in music, you know, had he not been kind of cut down short. And there's a connection, his son, and he used to play with them. I think he was actually, he was, I want to say he was um, touring with them when he died. His son is, and you'd know him, Black Motorcycle. It's a Black heavy motorcycle. band. <laughs> no, that's the name of the band. Like, Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Black Motorcycle. Hold on. <clears throat> Biker Mice. <laughs> that's who it is. <laughs> Anybody remember Biker Mice? If you remember Biker Mice, find us at YNL Podcast. <laughs> I actually have a Biker Mouse figure of yours. Is it one of my upstairs, old action figures? Up, yes, upstairs nice. with all the kids' toys. Black, uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, which is a heavy-duty band that, you know, kind of like Five Finger Death, you know, and all that. Like, they're they're pretty, I guess, and I guess they're still pretty big. You know, not my thing and not my my genre. No, I don't, yeah, I don't know them. His son, I guess, was is a main guy in that oh, or cool. has been or whatever. So, and I think he was <clears throat> doing the sound for them or whatever, um, you know, and unfortunately died on the road or whatever, so. So that's it. Kind of cool. Yeah. And one of those, hey, Sean, have you ever heard this song kind of thing? So I wanted to share that with you. Favorite part? Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Figured. That, that and, uh, you know, I really like the the uh, the chorus near the end when they're all singing. Da, na, na, yeah, that's what I like. Na, na, I like na, when na. he, that part that you had me play when he kind of starts that when he first goes into it. Yeah. That's you know, so that and um, and the, you know, it seemed like it was kind of getting ready to climax near the end. The, the whoop, whoop. Just so cool. So cool. And it sucks because like, how do you end a song like that? Because like it, it fades out because you kind of have to. But like, yeah. like I said or before we started recording, like nobody fades out anymore. You don't hear fade outs in yeah. songs anymore, like on the radio or anything. So like, yeah, how well, would you end the videos, that? You have to show the, the video credits at the end before. Right, know, right. But before the next exactly. one comes on. But, um, you know, like if you're playing that live, like how do you end it? You just go for a little bit and then you just like stop playing you yeah know? like that's a i'll have to look at it i'll have to kind of see you know how how it is in it in the past yeah. stuff, so so um, anyone you'd want to see cover it uh clash yeah i can see that yeah that's probably who i i was thinking that same thing probably the clash yeah you know and, and it's funny because you hear springsteen's the riff that reminded me of, of this and everything else and it being slower you know you like know who i can almost see maybe the i i i, I want to see i want to see it I, I like that it, it's driving more and it's faster and it's kind of you know, uh, you know the 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 better upbeat um, kind of feel, and that's what I think the Clash would do to it. I feel like the Pixies could do a cool yes version yeah. of the song. Yeah, like yeah. kind of halfway in between, like maybe yeah. not quite as aggressive, but not as like electronic sounding either. Yeah. And the other thing, I, the other person I was thinking of because I knew you were going to ask this question. Um, uh, and if you've you don't think of him as, as studio recording in this way, but if you've ever watched or seen Elvis Costello, I knew you live, were going to say Elvis Costello. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know huh? why. Huh? He dri- he drives, you know, and he's he came on the scene as a you know known as is the, the punk guy, um, and he he performs even though he's very articulate and and you know his his stuff in, in the studio is different. Um, his live stuff was 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 raw, was given, you know that I he was just, he was driving. I so I can see him doing something like this. Elvis Costello, 
Yeah. It doesn't do it for I, me I, yeah. for some reason. I do. I, I like them a lot. I know you do. I it just yeah. had never has really done it for me. In fact, I, I definitely am going to at some point, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't done that one yet. It's on the list. It's on the list. Peace, love, and understanding. But, yep. He does a really killer version of that with uh, uh, Locke and Poe. Oh, okay. Which is a yep. two-girl kind of country yep, yep. duo stuff. Whew, such a good version. So. Yeah, so that's it. Good one. You know, with the idea of, hey, Sean, have you heard this song before? And I wanted to kind of bring it to the table for you, which hopefully other people will, will understand and want to hear as well. Cool. So, thanks. All right, so I, wa- I kind of was doing the same thing that you did in that what's a song that I w- would show you and say, hey, this is really cool. Have you heard this before? And I know I've played... So before we started doing this, we actually did a couple of things where we like burnt CDs for each other. Do you remember that? Yeah. We did like mixtapes. We were like, let's bring back the mixtape. I, I still have them. <laughs> I don't... I know. I don't have a CD player really or... I got stacks And I and definitely don't have a CD-ROM where I can burn CDs anymore. But... Right. I still do. Um, Of course you do. But I put a Volbeat song on one of those. It wasn't this one. It was a song called Cape of Our Heroes, which I think was a cool song. But so you've heard these guys before and you've probably heard this song playing either in my car or at my house or something. I'm sure you it sounded a little more familiar, but 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 Volby is just this. It's such an anomaly to me because I can't put them in a category because I I don't want to like put them in like the metal category with Metallica because they don't really like they have a lot of similarities to a band like Metallica, but they're also very different. Because they also have a lot of rockabilly and kind of Johnny Cash stuff th- thrown in there too, that um, they're also Danish. <laughs> so it's just like there's a lot. There's it, it's it's a band that's kind of hard to describe what their genre is, but whatever it is, I love it because it's such a cool sound, and they just they have really good guitar riffs, and it's cool because if you listen to just the music, it it does have a lot of the Metallica palm muting kind of sound to it, but then. His melodies are not very metal. His melodies are very uh, kind of elaborate and and complicated and kind of all over the place. Yeah. Uh, they're very melodic. He's got you know very melodic sounds to his voice. I, I made some notes and heard that on that on some of his. Stuff and what a cool voice! Yeah. He's got this. Yeah. He he's he can sing high notes with a low voice. Uh, it's just it's a really weird. It, his voice is not too dissimilar from Reverend's actually, where it's kind of like throaty and in between your throat and your chest, right? Um, oh. Okay. When I say Reverend, I mean Rev, Rev, Reverend Peyton. Reverend Peyton. Um, where it, like it's coming from a very deep place somewhere in here in your chest, throat area, um, and he it's very very powerful and it's just really cool. They do a lot of stops, which everyone knows that I love when you stop and sing right. a lyric. Uh, they yep. they do a lot of transitions. I think they the thing I like most about a lot of their songs is their transitions, and there's some really cool examples in this, but. Go ahead and listen to it, and then come on back and. What's the name of the song? Oh, the song. Yes, the, so the song that we're we're doing is called Lola Montez. I chose it because it's my favorite song by them, and it has a. It, it, there's you're gonna get a little history lesson today, so go ahead, listen to it, song. and then come back and we'll talk about it. <laughs> So before we talk about the song, Lola Montez, like what a name, where, where did that come from? <laughs> I'll tell you where it came from. There's a real person. But before we talk about the song, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Andy Leonardo, who I went and crashed at their place uh, one night when they were living in Boston. And I texted him to see if they wanted to go out because I was hanging out with his brother. And I said, Hey, we're going to go out to this bar or whatever. Do you want to come with us? And he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way to a show. Like I can't go out tonight. And I said, Oh, who are you seeing? He's like, oh, I'm going to house of blues. He, he's like, I'm, I think I'm seeing, it's like some Norwegian uh, electronic <laughs> dance group or something. 
And I was like, okay. And then he met up with us later and he was like, I got to go home. I am so rock and rolled out. I can barely stand up. And I'm like, who did you go see? And he's like, they're called Volbeat. And I was like, oh my God, I know them. But I was just like, <laughs> he just going off the name. He's like, it's some Norwegian electronic band, like dance band. I don't know. It's, but then he came back and he's like, I'm, he's like, I am completely rock and rolled out and I can't feel my face and I need to go back and go to bed. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Wow. Uh, and if you watch some of their videos, it just lo- like looks like a really fun show. But so this song, <laughs> so Lola Montez uh, was a real person back in the 1800s. She was a performer. She was a dancer. And she was like a like a very risque dancer for like people who are like working out in the gold mines and stuff. You know, like she would she would do dance performances before like a stage show, like the, the pre-show entertainment. Right. And she was known for something called the the spider dance which is where she would wear a short skirt and by short, you know, 1800. So it was like knee length skirt. (laughs) And uh, she would like kind of be moving her skirt around and like touching her legs and stuff as if she had like a spider somewhere in her skirt. And then it ended with a big finale where she would like pretend to stomp it out and like make strike a pose and everything. But it was a very kind of like sexy, sensual dance. And these guys would like throw little gold nuggets at her and stuff you know just the classic old school cat calling strip joint yeah yeah yeah. but like in the 1800s so it was like oh my god i can like see your knees (laughs) (laughs) and so that's what she was known for and then um this guy henry seacamp was a journalist and he wrote uh, a pretty scathing article about her after seeing her performance and then she found him when he was drinking somewhere and she attacked him and like beat him with a whip and then they got in a big fight and it was this whole big court case uh, and that's what this song is about. <laughs> wow. This song is about this performer and, you know, some it, of the- Was this was this in America in the 1800s? I believe so, yeah. Uh, oh, no, Australia. It's Aust- Australia. Okay. Australia. Sung by a band from the Netherlands, yep. the Danish band. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, some of the close. lyrics, it, it, you know, they're, it's, it's straight up, that's what this is about. Uh, blinding your eyes with her spider dance. Uh, it talks about her performance, utterly erotic and all this stuff, talking about it. See the miners throw their gold. Like, it's all there. And then it, it, it talks about when she meets this journalist. Dear Henry, taste my whip, never to see any words you print. It's literally, it's like the story of this. But wow. So that's kind of cool. So there's a little history lesson for you. Kind of a neat. I didn't know you were going to get that today. Kind of a neat little thing. But it's really, I didn't know any of this when I first heard the song. And I just think the song is just killer so uh, what i love the most about it is the chorus and i want to start off by playing the chorus if you didn't listen shame on you go back and listen don't cheat but i want to first play no you know what i want to actually play the very beginning because they do a lot of this where they start off singing the verse and with it stripped down and then they kick into it so just listen to the very beginning how he starts this off And so that's, wow. I mean, you can see what I mean about kind of the complexity of his melodies, right? So if we... I'm sorry. I, oh, go ahead. I was just making a note stuff like, his voice is so unique. It's so cool, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I want to play the chorus because I think the chorus is great because it starts off with one of those stops that I love so much. Yep. Always. Uh, yeah. And then, oh, you just listen to it and then we'll talk about it. Right here. Wherever she walks. So I want to stop at that that first part of it. Uh, And that's, you know, it's, this is great words. Wherever she walks, she will be captivating all the men. It's just, I love that stop 
and it's just such a good transition wherever she walks and then it, it it's such a full sound that kicks in on there that did he first say though coming into the chorus um whatever she wants lola gets no is that where oh in the very beginning of the song yeah no the beginning of the song feel the fire where she walks okay uh, but the beginning of the chorus is wherever she walks she will be captivating all the men Okay. And the reason I say that is I'm, I'm trying to make a connection because if you look at the, I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. If you look at the video in the liner notes of the video, it has a reference to Sarah Vaughn, which is a, you know, 1930, I think 30s, maybe 40s. Um, she was like a, a siren singer, jazz singer. Mm-hmm. And it makes reference to a song called Whatever Lola Wants. Oh. And I'm, I'm looking up the lyrics and whatever Lola wants, Lola gets stuff. So there's got to be some kind of connection. That may be, that song may be about this character, this person as well. That's what I'm thinking. And, and, or, and I don't, I haven't listened to that, the, that version of, um, of the Sarah Vaughan one, but maybe even a similar type of sound or whatever, you know, mm. or maybe kind of stealing from it. So, yeah. but it was, it was enough that it, that made reference to it on the video, which is interesting, you know? I'm sorry. So I threw you off. So no, that's that's super interesting. After that beginning part of the chorus, wherever she walks, she'll be captivating all the men. The, um, this is my favorite part uh, of this song. Is this section of the chorus where he goes, "Don't look in her eyes. You might fall and find the love of your life." Listen to what they do with the background music to match. He he slows down his words, and the music matches every word that he's saying. Just listen to it. Which you like? Yeah, you've always liked. I that. love it. Listen. I, I yeah, love how I love they that. do that. I mean, in the even the guitar, the do 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 do. It's just everything follows it, and it kicks right back in. It's just they, these. It's these little things that they put in like all of their songs that make it really really cool. Is is that is that as prevalent in the uh, live version? Mm-hmm. I know you sent me two videos earlier and stuff where it slows down like that and then kicks back yeah. in. Does everyone sing? That's is the it chorus. One of those things. That's that's yeah. literally just how the chorus goes every time. Okay, nice. And they do something okay. cool later on, which I'll play, where they go in like halfway through the chorus. Um, which is cool. And then just to finish that off. I love that little filler too. Do, do, do. The transition from the chorus to verse to solos to like all of these, there's always such a good, clean transition. There's no blips. There's no gaps. There's no nothing. It's so clean. And I'm sorry, like, and I, you, you say to me, hey, I want you to listen to the Volbeat. Immediately, you know, in in my lack of knowledge that I have of this band, I go to okay, metal. Here we go. You mm-hmm. know, this is a metal. Nope. This is this nope. is heavy rock. This is this that. Then what you just said is you know the transition from you know chorus to the solo. That's classic rock. That's mm-hmm. that's a good classic rock song. It's like listening to a um, Boston it, song. Yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways, but better Technic, in this but technical way, you know. You know because um, you know it it's got a, a different feel, a little heavier feel like that that underlying guitar. The that feels to me kind of metallicish. Yeah, so actually that's something that I wanted to talk about kind of thing because they mix that but, up but too. But the rest of it isn't. It isn't right. But that's the basis for a lot of their sound, right? So. If we go back, which which if I hear that at first, I'm thinking like oh, I'm not loving this, and I'm going to turn it off. Right, because it's just I'm chugging. Glad I didn't. Be, right, you right. think it's yeah, just, it's just chugging. So yeah, yeah, a lot of it. Okay, so yeah, yeah, if you hear the the verse, they start off with just that basic that dun 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 dun, just straight palm muting through the whole thing. And then so that that stop stop yep. stop. That's palm muting. That's palm muting. Explain what that is. What is that? Palm muting is when you 
All right. So for those who cannot those see who this, can't he's see, got his yeah, guitar. you have a guitar. If you're just strumming, you're gonna get yeah. a, a ringing sound from the notes, right? They're gonna they're gonna be the the full sound of what you're hearing. If you take your the heel of your palm and you touch it, you you cover the ends of the strings to it, you get a muted sound where it's that. Oh. Dun, dun, so you, dun, still, dun. you still pick up the the note, but it's muted. Yeah. So instead of bow, oh. it's boom, 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 and then so whenever you hear any punk song or any metal song, that dun, 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 they have their palm on there and they're muting it, and it gives that chugging sound. Okay, didn't know that. Thank you, boy. You're all you're you're like an educator today. I know. You're you're full of information. I know. But so that so that that palm muting is that you know that base of their sound, and you hear it in every song they do. But then what they do is they start to break it up. So every like third note, they'll take that palm off and it'll be bum, 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 bum. And a lot of times what people do when they start doing that, here's an example. Listen. You hear it? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's, it's playing. It's basically playing a rhythm. Yeah. And so, so a lot of people, what they do is they'll keep doing that to build up and build up. But you remember when Alex was on and he was talking about putting moments in that, that draw things back so you can have a bigger moment later? Yeah. This, they do that with this. So if you listen to this part of the verse where they start doing that bump, 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 they'll play that for a few bars and then they'll go back to having one bar or two bars where it's just the straight palm muting without it before they go back into it. It's really interesting. So just, li- just listen to the guitar huh. and the palm okay. muting kind of structure. Right here. Then back to it. Did you hear it? How he stopped doing it? Yeah. yeah. And it just draws yeah. it back just enough to kind of like tone it down a little so they can... And it makes that transition to the chorus bigger because they're, they're drawing it back. Just the, they're just, it's just taking away one bar, you know, one line with, without that kind of those, those hits. Which very easily could have been just the same drive throughout the yep. entire song without having those kind of little moments. Yep. And it'd be a lot less interesting. interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Now, and that's something they do in, in a lot of their songs? They're, all of their songs are very, very, they're complicated. They're not, I mean, they're not, yeah. they're not tool complicated. They're just... Well thought out, I guess, is more. See, I can see you, you know, I don't know if it's when you're 19, 17, or if, you know, if you, if it's tomorrow, like going and picking up your guitar is like, and trying to play that beat, do, 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 and and play along to the song. Is that something that like is enticing enough? Like, oh, I want to kind of do that as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's fun. It's awesome. So the only other things uh, I have the, the, There's one little squeal that I want to play. I'll play uh, that's around 150. Just a a nice guitar squeal that is probably accidental when you recorded it and they were like, yes, because that's like gold when that happens. See if I can find it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did you hear it right at the end there? No, I didn't hear that. So you hear that dun 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 dun. Listen to the one. Don't listen to the dun 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 dun. Listen to the other guitar in the background. It's holding out a note and it just turns into this like squeal. Just listen to it. Yeah. Right okay. at the end, it's like, ah, okay. oh, so that is like so metal, <laughs> you know. But that feels more metal than the rest of the song, right? And the, but there's little things like that throughout it, like little guitar fills and stuff that have that kind of like Pantera sound to it, which is just it's just interesting. 
Yeah. Um, so then the only other thing that I want. No, and his pen, pen, see again, Pantera, like, oh, here's a Pantera. I would never hit play on that. Yeah, I'm is, not into I mean, Pantera is more hardcore scene. Okay. I don't know. I'm not into Pantera. I don't, can't, I, I, I'm not an authority to speak on them. So, okay. Um, All right. Uh, okay. So the core, the solo, there's a, a bunch of solos, but the main solo, the transition in and out of it is is really really good so listen to how they go from yeah how they go from this kind of like that's cla- bridge fill into the solo <laughs> that i love how you hear when he like clicks it on like you can almost hear it and turn the pedal on right before he starts it you know what i mean <laughs> I love that. There's something just very real about it. You know, it's funny because you, when you played that a little early, just before that cut that you just played, the one you played prior, um, sounds very surf music from the 60s. Oh, yeah. Like this. That's double bass pedal. So that's that's yeah. a staple yeah. in metal music too, is the, the double yeah. bass. But it's when he, it's when he kicks in. And then leading out of it, instead of ending on the root note, they're going into a bridge. So he ends on the root note on a bridge, which is a really, really good way to transition to instead of like ending your solo and then having to play a bar before you move into the bridge, the solo leads directly into it. And you'll see what I mean. That last note, that, that in most normal songs, they would have gone back to the root note that they're on. And then you okay. play a bar of the rhythm before you go into a bridge that's kind of in, you know on a different different chord. But, but they end but right on le- that. Yeah. But that leads into his high voice kind of kicking in at that particular mm-hmm. note. Yep. So okay. and they that's this is just a bridge. And what's cool about yeah. this is they end this bridge with another part where they stop and he sings a big, he does a big vocal part. And what's cool about it is when he does this, they're already halfway through the chorus. And that's, you know, that's a regular course, but they're already halfway through it. So the bridge wow. re- kind of leads into and replaces the beginning of that chorus. And then, the and then they the just course. finish it off. That's, where, that's yeah. where it ends. I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot to listen to in this song and a lot to appreciate, which is why I love it. So, and why this song today? Where, where did this one kind of kind of make your head explode to say, oh, this is one I want to share? came on my playlist when I was at the gym last night. What, what year was this? What year was this? Um, yeah, I mean, was this like recent or was this like when you were in high school? No, no, or? no. This, they, they weren't, they at least weren't big when I was in high school. Um, this song was 2013. Oh, so pretty recent. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, they're, uh, they were around when I was in high school. So it looks like they started in 2001, but they haven't really, I feel like they've just gotten big in the last like five to 10 years. So. Okay. Big European band or big worldwide? I think big worldwide and like since like 2012 or 13. Yeah. I didn't okay. know about them until probably, uh, yeah, probably around 14 or 15. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So a little late to the game stuff, but still pretty mm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. So how do, how do we miss them? How do you miss them? You know, they're really only played on those like hard rock stations and like you don't really hear about them. They don't really have anything in the mainstream. 
but right. um they seem like really like one of those bands that's just full of like really nice guys who like just like to have fun and like are really care about people and like one of those groups which you, I, I will always get behind especially when they're like yeah. heavy metal groups yeah. because a lot of times that audience needs people like that you know yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they just seem like really like cool, like conventionally cool guys. <laughs> wow. Okay. So. And it's it's funny because it's band I've heard of, I know, mm-hmm. but I don't know. But I didn't know their music. And, and listen stuff. to and more of it because there's a lot of different I would sounds. skip past it. I want to look, especially their live stuff. It sounds like it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, they have one song called uh, $16 and it is straight rockabilly. It's like straight $16. up rockabilly. I mean, with, with okay, heavy, you- heavy guitars, but it's like, if you listen to it, it's like, you know. Because I'm not... I- I'm not hearing the rockabilly. I know you that you keep. It's saying not as that, much in this song. It's not as much in this song. Okay, all right. So some of the other stuff might have a little more leaning. Yeah, towards I mean, that definitely way. listen to sixteen. If you find a live version of sixteen dollars, you'll see what I mean. I think they bring out a, a stand-up bass that they play on stage for it and really? stuff. Like, yeah, okay. All There's right. a really big rockabilly and Johnny Cash influence on a lot of their music, which is pretty cool. See, I wouldn't pick that up from this not song. this song. Okay. Not you don't hear as much in this song. Okay, no. All right, but, so. Can I give you my impression? Yeah. Well, first off, favorite, favorite part? Uh, the whole chorus, but especially uh, that part where the instruments match up with the vocals. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I know you like breaks as well. I love, a good, I'm a sucker and for a good who break. who can you see, who would you like to see cover this? Jesus, I don't know. The call? Maybe the yeah, call? Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't know. Um, like, uh, there's parts of me that are like, oh, it would be really cool to hear someone like Metallica do one of their songs, but like, it might just make it more, just... It would take it would take that element that's already in there and then strip everything else away. So right, would it right. be better or worse? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't right. know. I haven't really thought about who I could see covering this. I I have an idea, but I'm going to share that in a second. Uh, I share my okay. other idea. So, and it made me think of it when I was starting to kind of go through all the the different videos and everything from 1983, or, you know, whatever that that time frame when I started talking about my song. Take the heaviness away from this, mm-hmm. and, and and you're gonna have to go down this little path with me for a second. And and I'm glad we're not in the same room in your studio because you might hit me if I was sitting next to you. But take the heaviness, but still guitar driven away from Don't it. Don't say right? Elvis Costello. Think, okay. Nope, no, no. Think <laughs> of think of no. It's it's actually you worse. You say OAR. Think of think of um the image, um the, look at the video, mm-hmm. you know, and think of the story. Mm-hmm. That, that he's telling and stuff and then the classic rock and roll kind of transitions from from chorus to bridge and all that stuff and very clean and and, and seamless and all that stuff ready mm-hmm. brian adams yeah summer 69 yep. no i can I, I, I see that i can see that i can okay. see it okay telling yeah. a story i would love you know, to hear someone do a, a stripped down acoustic version of this because yeah, a lot yeah. of times when you get these heavier bands and the fast songs with double bass pedals and all this stuff, like it doesn't really work a lot of times when you strip them down and do an acoustic version. But because yep. his melody is so melodic, it's so you and know I, it it's 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 has dimension to it that would work. That's what changes it for me rather than you know oh here's a metal song that I don't really care to listen to. That's what changes it is is it does have that melody. And, you know, the story that goes along with it is not just screaming, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it feels like it has some substance to it and everything else. And I, for some reason, I don't know why, it is thinking about a video, and I looked at the video in between, you know, a little. It's it's up in my, my browser here now as well. Um, I'm thinking like, and and, I, and I've come to appreciate, after I saw a, a documentary and an interview and stuff, Brian Adams as a musician who didn't sell out, who didn't just go the the the, the, um, the pop world that he got so big on through MTV and the videos. He's a great guitar player, great lyricist, and, and playing out there and still making some really good music. Mm-hmm. 
in in you know 2022 that he did back in the day and it's 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 guitar driven that's what made me think of this like for some reason and i don't know if that was sacrilege for volbeat or sacrilege for brian adams or not but it's just i can i can feel that in there yeah i i I see it no i see it i i it's good it's hard for it's going to be hard for people who are big fans of them to accept that but i i see where those connections could be made and whereas you take it as a song and you write it in that style it would yeah. it would still work, hundred yeah. percent. Which let me let me take take it to another level where you know the Brian Adams and some people think of him as you know cuts like a knife the cheesy Brian mm-hmm. Adams everything side I do sound. Versus, <clears throat> right versus summer sixty nine okay let's say versus the Volbeat song we just listened and bridge it with a song by Pearl Jam. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like you know, I feel like the so, uh, the the grunge stuff would would t- take this in a direction but, that I, I wouldn't like. But but Pearl Jam nowadays versus you know back versus in the day. Vitalogy. So right. So still um, content driven. Good story. Right. I I was going to say if I could see someone doing it, I could like to hear Eddie Vedder do it. That's what I was thinking. You know, through that. Chris Cornell maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, little, like Soundgarden, make it a little bit. Yeah, ethereal. so not as as cheesy as the Brian Adams, but you know maybe you know a little deeper, um, better voice that kind of pick, captures that. Before you get to Volbeat, mm. kind of thing. So if you step it up that yeah. way, yeah, cool. Visual. Well, you know, so. other mm, songs that I'd recommend if people don't know them because it is, I, it is one of those bands where you would think that they're just like a metal band and don't give them a fair shot because of that. It's almost like a like a transition, like a gateway band for uh, to get people starting to listen to a little more heavier stuff, right? So that, that would have been me. Yeah, yeah. So other songs that I'd recommend people listen to, uh, their biggest song is called Still Counting. And then Heaven Nor Hell is another good song by them. $16, Lola Montez, Cape of Your Hero. Uh, and then another one that I recommend is called The Garden's Tale. And these are all really cool songs. And they do covers too. They covered uh, My Body. I don't know if you know that song. My body tells me no. Oh, yeah. They cover that. Yeah. They do a killer version of that. And I Only Want to Be With You. They do like a heavy metal, like a heavy version of only want to be Hootie? with you. Really? It's cool. Love, love me some Hootie. Yeah, it's, no, no, not Hootie. I don't know what no. it is that makes me love you so. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's cool. Okay. It's cool. So that's Shirelle's. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They're just, okay. See what I mean? They're just cool. It's just, oh. it's a cool band. Nice. And, da- and a Danish. Danish, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So you'll okay. hear some, some Danish lyrics in some of their songs too, which is kind of a cool uh, change, you know? Now, was he speaking, because I just looked, heard it quickly, in the video that you sent me, it was a live version of this. Was he speaking in Danish? He must have been, and yeah. And then, then singing in English? Yeah, he's, he's probably one of those guys that speaks like a handful of different languages. But I, yeah, yeah he, he definitely was not speaking English in that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And I, I, I'm i not cool. even going to pronounce, try to pronounce some, like their names are, some of them have letters I've never even seen, so. <laughs> Difficult, yeah. yeah. <laughs> could, could well, you home? <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we've been lucky enough to have, when we think about some of the guests, you know, high profile guests from, you know, top name bands that we've had, like maybe we can reach out to them, but could we have a conversation? Does he speak English? Yeah, no, he you speaks know? very good English. All, of the, all their songs, <laughs> most of their songs are in English. Are in English, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's the next reach out, see if we can have join in as a, uh, yeah, there we as go. a guest. That'd be cool. You know, so cool. That's all good. I got. Anything else? No. Anything else on them? No, I don't think so. Okay. Remember to nice. uh, check out pantheonpodcast.com for more music-related podcasts. Find us on social media. Join the group on Facebook and share your favorite music and why you love it. People love to hear other other people's music and make friends and just have cool conversations on there. So make sure you check that out. Buy some stuff from our Teespring store. Sometimes there's sales, so keep your eye on social media because sometimes we post about sales going on in there. Yeah. 
And there's some cool stuff on there, there too. Pretty cool some really stuff. fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Whoever designed yeah. it all is, is pretty cool. Um, and I see stickers around every so often. I saw one on, on Dunkin' Donuts. Little, yeah, man. little thing. It's Get those stickers everywhere. If anyone wants a sticker, just like <laughs> send me your address and I'll send you a sticker because yep. we have a whole yep. bunch and we'll, we'll get, yep, them out, no get them out to you yep, yep. for sure. All right. That's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to stay hydrated, listen to good music and don't be a dick. We will talk to you next time. See you, folks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.